0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. So as I was reading this week the gospel lesson, a certain word really jumped out at me. The word burdened. to you about that a little already this morning so I was thinking what what could I relate that most of us this morning would understand when we're talking about being burdened and actually it didn't take me very long I thought of being a Nebraska football coach you know we think about Scott Frost now But even Tom Osborne, he was burdened, wasn't he? You realize that in 1978, he was this close to saying, I'm out of here. I don't need this place anymore. Colorado sounds a little better to me. Thankfully, he said no. But then I have this vision of Scott Frost. You remember that first press conference he was really looking good he was he was looking good saying all the right things looking pretty good isn't he looking pretty confident pretty snippy you like that red tie he was ready to roll what a reporter asked him always sticks with me that first day and I loved his answer The reporter asked, um, well, how are you going to modify your offensive system to the Big Ten? And this is what Scott Frost said. He said, I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. And then reality hit. The Big Ten was different. Being a Nebraska football coach was different. 16 wins and 31 losses, different. And as time went on, the confidence disappeared, didn't it? The brash, young savior of Nebraska football ended up being a shell of himself, didn't he? That was a big burden. I've been burdened lately. I've been burdened because I love to do visits. In June, even the end of May, I've been so busy. I've had a three-day workshop at the beginning of the month in York for seminary training. I, then our family went on a week-long vacation at the beginning of July, preparing sermons and services and preparing my homework before I went to the seminary for intensive week of training last week, coming back and redoing some of my homework, unfortunately. And before you know it, June June was gone. And I had only done a handful of visits. See, I love doing these visits. And as far as I can tell, people like when I visit Phyllis, do you like when I come visit you? Praise God you're here today. But these visits have been way too far between. And it's been weighing on me. It's been burdening me. Leanne has a good sixth sense when I'm feeling burdened, when I'm feeling worried. And she'll always ask, what's going on it's her her way to tell me that she knows that I'm being burdened and I know she's also asking without asking how can I help but I'm not alone am I have you been thinking about the burdens in your life as we've been talking this morning Do you have a family member that's chronically ill? Maybe you're chronically ill. I'm looking around this morning and I'm seeing many people who have lost loved ones in the last year. I'm seeing people who have lost children. Now that's a burden. Maybe you're personally ill. How about finances? That seems to be a burden, doesn't it? You never quite have enough. Not enough rain, too much rain. Or this week, just the right amount of rain. No burden this week, right? Now just think of the relief that some of the farmers in Nebraska have this week. That's a burden. A burden that they can't control. And then relationships relationships with spouses, relationships with children, brothers and sisters relationships. And when they don't go well, that's a burden. You can't get it off your mind, you can't get it off your shoulders. I could go on and on and on all morning, couldn't I? So are you thinking of things that are weighing you down and burdening you at this very moment? Well, in our gospel lesson this morning, listen to see what Jesus said about being burdened. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Did you hear what Jesus told you this morning? Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. That's pretty good news, don't you think? But how does Jesus do this exactly? Well, he uses a picture. A picture that His listeners at that time understood very well. He talked to them about a yoke. If you're not a farmer, you might not know what a yoke is. I'm not talking about the yoke in the middle of an egg. We know what that yoke is. We're talking about a yoke that's placed on either mules or oxen to do heavy duty labor. Take a look at that picture you see where that arrow is pointed? That's a pretty heavy yoke, don't you think? A big, heavy yoke was needed to get a big job done. So Jesus' listeners did understand what he was talking about because many of them were farmers. It was an agrarian society. They also felt a burden a burden that we don't necessarily feel. They felt a burden from the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees of their day, a burden of the law just weighing them down. you got to do this and you got to do that. Sometimes you maybe feel that still today, the burden of the law. It was a heavy, heavy yoke for them a yoke that many times brought them to their knees. But you see, that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to humbly be side by side with us, to be yoked with us. But the yoke Jesus is referring to, his yoke, it's not heavy. We see this in verse 30. Take a look. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. But it wasn't always that way for Jesus. You see, before securing the victory over sin, death, and the devil, by going to the cross for us, oh, Jesus had a heavy yoke. He had a heavy burden. The biggest burden ever known. Taking our sins, all of our sins, to the cross with him. Now that's a burden. You remember the night that he was betrayed and he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? The burden was so great that he asked the Father, his Father, if there's any other way Please, Father, if there's any other way. But your will, not mine. He was so burdened that the Father sent angels to support Jesus that night. The burden was so heavy that he was sweating drops of blood. Now that's a heavy burden. Jesus knew what was coming. He was going to the cross for you and for me, and he was taking all of our sins onto his shoulders. Now, that's a burden. But he was doing that so your burden would be lighter, would be easier. And he did it. Jesus took your sins to the cross with him. Jesus took your burdens to the cross with him. And to Jesus, it's personal. Jesus wants you to come to him, to follow him all the way to heaven, be side by side with him, yoked with him, all the way to heaven. When I think of Jesus making this personal, I think of, as far as the Bible is concerned, I think of Mary Magdalene, talk about someone who is burdened. Six demons possessed her at one time. She lived in a lot of sin, didn't she? Think of her guilt. For those of you who have watched The Chosen, you have seen that guilt on her face and in her body. So Mary goes to the tomb, Easter morning she goes to the tomb. But what she finds is something she didn't expect. The stone had been rolled away. And immediately she was worried, she was burdened, and she ran all the way back to the disciples and told them, and after telling them, Peter and John, they sprinted. Remember, they sprinted to the the grave. And they found a couple angels, and the angel said, who are you looking for? He told you he was going to rise after three days. What's your problem? So they run back, excitedly tell everyone a good story. But meanwhile, Mary Magdalene is back at the tomb. She hasn't heard this good message. And she's not crying. She's weeping. She's weeping. Because her friend, her teacher, her Savior is dead. He was crucified. And now the body she had come to, to prepare, what's gone, someone has taken it. And as she's weeping, she kind of leans down and and looks into the tomb. And she also sees angels. And the angels say, "Who, who are you looking for? She said, they've taken my Lord's body. She turns around and there's Jesus. But she doesn't recognize him. She's too burdened. She's too worried. And Jesus asked her, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? She thought he was the gardener, so he said, she said to him, they've taken my Lord's body. If you know where they've taken it, please tell me. And then he said one word, changed everything. What did Jesus say? Mary. And she knew Jesus was alive. That's right, Mary. That's how much Jesus loves you personally. He makes it personally. He wants you to walk side by side with him so that your burdens are lighter That your yoke is not as heavy. It's what Jesus does. He came to help us. When we follow Jesus, when we commit to following Jesus, we are equipped to handle life's burdens. And there are going to be burdens. We live in a broken world. We are born into sin. But what do we do with those burdens? We yoke ourselves to Christ. He wants to help us. Remember verse 30, let's read it again. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we yoke ourselves to Christ, it's a game changer. As you see, Christ Jesus has already carried the heaviest burden of all time to the cross. And when Jesus rose from the dead, the victory was ours forever. And one day, we will share in that victory because we trust in Jesus and his promises. That day, the last day, He will come again to make all things new. But until that day, we're still here. We're burdened, right? So we stay connected. We stay yoked with Christ. And until that day, Jesus does equip us. Don't you know? He equips us with word. He equips us with sacrament. Baptism, Holy Communion, the means of grace, He's equipping you with the forgiveness of sins. He's lessening your burdens through His amazing grace. And until that day, we rest in His promises, fully equipped to meet the burdens that life throws our way, but on that day there will be no more sorrow, no more tears. On that day, there will be no more worries, no more burdens to bear. There will be no more asking, what's going on? Because we will be at rest in his promises, amen? Amen.